All right, all right. Welcome once again to the Dynasty of Dads podcast. I am your host, Bearded Brian, and I am honored that you have made us a part of your week. Thank you so much for joining us. We have an amazing episode in store for you tonight. Tonight, we are discussing the do's and don'ts of screen time with your kids. I think we're going to have a really great discussion. Zach is going to be joining me as always, and we have a special guest. So do not go anywhere. Here we go. All right. Once again, welcome everyone to the Dynasty of Dads podcast. I am your host, Bearded Brian, and uh, I'm really excited for this conversation. As always, let me start off with welcoming the one, the only, Zach, a.k.a. Zach and Emery. What's up, my man? Hey, Brian. How's, how's everything going today for you? Fantastic. How is your dad week going? Um, This dad week has, has been kind of stressful. So we we started off going to the, the mountains for a little day trip to go shop for Christmas trees. And um, while we were up there, Emery ended up getting a fever. Oh. So... Came back home, and the following day, we were able to get her in to see the doctor and ended up having a double ear infection. So she's actually been staying home with me while I'm working from home, and she hasn't been going to preschool or anything like that. And she's been a little needy, so she's been kind of getting in the way of my workload. Hopefully, my boss isn't listening in. But (laughs) other than that, she, she has been recovering really well, and she's been feeling a lot better today. Oh, man. And how's, it, how's your dad week going? And it breaks your heart, doesn't it? It's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's tough when your kid is sick and you just you want to do anything you can to make him feel better. And, and sometimes there's just nothing you can do and you just got to kind of let it uh, ride out. It's uh, it's it's heartbreaking. Well, I hope she's yeah. feeling better. Yeah, she's feeling much better. She doesn't like the medicine. But mm. other than that, at least she, she has, the fever is gone. She's doing much better. Good. How's your dad week going? It's going good, man. Uh, I'm gonna. Today was my favorite. I was able to get out of work a little early. Normally, I do drop off for daycare, and then my wife picks her up. So it's nice that we both get that kind of special moment with her, kind of alone. Uh, but today, I called my wife and I was like, "Hey, I'm getting out a little early. Do you mind if I run and pick her up?" And there is a park right across the street from daycare. My daughter is obsessed with parks. The mainly slide and swing. If you have those two things, she's good for hours and hours. And so it was nice. I got to get out of work a little early. Rushed over, picked her up. We walked over to the park. Um, and those little moments, even just a half hour with her kind of one-on-one, we, we talked about this a hundred times, but I'm always a little jealous of, uh, the relationship my daughter and wife have. Uh, she is a mommy's little girl. She loves her mother, uh, understandably, but I get a little jealous of it, uh, sometimes. So it's nice to have those park moments and get some daddy daughter time, uh, just the two of us. Uh, So as I discussed, we are talking about screen time, um, and this was a really important topic, and to be honest, it's something that I'm still learning about quite a bit, and when I thought of this topic, um, our special guest was the first person that came to mind. He is someone that I met, uh, some of you may know I'm uh, a Mason, and I met him through the Mason organization, but now genuinely consider him not only a brother in the Masons, but a a really, really close friend. Uh, His name is Juan Sepulveda. He has dedicated his life to helping others take steps towards being the better version of themselves. 
For over a decade, he's been using his words and his paintbrushes to share stories that can inspire people to live a life worth emulating. He's an award-winning speaker. Uh, he's been regularly invited to conferences and organizations um, to deliver his presentations about manners, civility, personal development, relationship building, and effective customer service in helping uh, inspire leaders. As a result of his efforts to help good men become even greater men, in 2014, he received the highest title honor bestowed upon a civilian by the governor of Kentucky and was commissioned as a Kentucky colonel. He is the founder of the Gentleman's Brotherhood, uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Check it out if you haven't. Um, and it is a company dedicated to reviving the lost art of being a gentleman. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Juan. Thank you so much for joining us. Brian, thank you so very much for having me. It is this, a distinct pleasure to be here with you today. I'm so, really excited so about it. So uh, we're going to talk about screen time. And I wanted to start off with some brief uh, research that I did. And this was kind of my approach to uh, screen time before having a kid. To be honest and fully transparent, I thought I was going to be very strict about it. I, I any article you read is the doom and gloom of, you know, how it could make you antisocial or it could, you know, mess up your you know brain. And I was so worried about that stuff. In reality, having it, I think my approach has changed. And I know Zach and I have had some conversations about that. So let me start with some research and then let's get into the, the meat of the conversation. So the American Academy of Pediatrics discourages media use pretty much across the board with the exception of video chatting. If you have a uh, you know, family that uh, or friends that live uh, uh, distance, uh, video chatting is okay. But other than that, children under the age of 18 to 24 months, they really discourage it altogether. If you're going to introduce digital media, they say to children 18 to 24 months, make sure it is high quality and avoid solo media use. For children ages two to five, try to limit your screen time to one hour a day of high quality educational programming. As your child grows, the one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work as well. So you'll need to decide as a parent and as a family how much media to let your child be exposed to each day and, and what media are appropriate to them. So again, that's kind of the stance of the American Academy of uh, Pediatrics. Um, but as I mentioned, it was something that I was worried about. And I met Juan... I think when my daughter was only about six months and even at a young age, I was able to see her starting to get addicted to screens, like even just handing her my phone or whatever. It was amazing how fast she started interacting. And so Juan, I was like, I, you have kids and you know, what do you do? But first, how was your dad week? And, uh, you know, tell us about your family. Well, my dad week, um, I have I have two young boys, uh, Aiden and Mason. They're ten and eight years old, respectively. And the this weekend, we noticed that my oldest son was starting to not feel very well. He complained about a stomach ache, and then he complained a little bit about his chest bothering him. And we thought that he just ate something and, and felt ill. And things kept on getting worse and worse and worse. He developed a fever. He had a headache. And we started getting very nervous. Um, we're recording this in the middle of a global pandemic. And in my household, we have been particularly paranoid about it. And we've been taking all necessary precautions to keep everyone at bay. 
and to disinfect everything that comes into the house. So we were thinking like, what happened? Like, how is this even possible? So we thought, well, let's help them be comfortable over the, over the night. And then tomorrow we'll call the doctor. Well, things kept on getting worse. And this kid who is energetic and lively was super lethargic. He was just, oh, he was a mess. And he started displaying all the symptoms of COVID-19. And you can imagine how concerned we were getting about it. Terrifying. And we started taking all the measures necessary to keep everybody sure. separate, to keep everything clean, what have you. To, re to summarize the, the story, we spent Monday on its entirety going from one doctor to the next, taking different tests. And the because of the high number of tests people are taking, it took us hours and hours to get a to get just tested. Wow. Oh, wow. But fortunately, we had the best news we've had in a long time. <laughs> he had strep, strep throat. Oh. <laughs> I've never been so excited for my kid getting strep. <laughs> Man, I I bet. It's funny. Uh, similar to what we were saying with Zach, it's uh, you know not an enjoyable experience that your kid is sick. But uh, of course not. I, I can uh, completely understand your your enjoyment. <laughs> we actually took video of him getting. We gave him the news when we got received the call with the results, and when we, we told him what it was. Yeah, everybody was excited. Uh, I think I told you, but I work in uh, higher education, so working with students that are going through the college search, and we always get videos of students opening up their acceptance letters and getting so excited going off to college. That's like your kid. I got strapped. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm so proud. <laughs> that, that's how it was. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so jumping back into uh, you know the kind of main point of this conversation, I can genuinely say that conversation that you and I had, we were in the car driving to a, a Masonic event, and I asked you that question. I've never forgotten your answer, and, and I've genuinely thought about my, my daughter is two, so I think some of the strategies that you've approached don't apply yet, but it's something that I've really been genuinely considering and definitely want to apply. So um, I'm going to ask you the question again. How, how did you approach screen time with your kids? Well, I'll tell you how I was approaching it when we spoke. But things have evolved. Oh, yes. And, always and improving. I, 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 there's no other way. <laughs> I have, <laughs> especially with these kids, they're evolving way faster than we are. And if we don't evolve, they, they'll sweep us under. Amen. Yes, <laughs> right? I, I can't so, even get over my daughter at a year and a half. We would give her the phone, which we'll talk about, to let her watch a cartoon or whatever. And if a text message came up she immediately just goes to the top of the screen and swipes it away she knows exactly wow. what to do and now if she's watching youtube and it goes to commercial she starts hitting the you know as the countdown to skip forward she knows that she's got to wait five seconds and then hit that it's amazing at you know two years old i, I don't understand how they learn this stuff so fast it's 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 brilliant uh my kids were particularly enamored with with youtube and they enjoy video games and they enjoy the loudest, most obnoxious YouTubers you could ever imagine. Hmm. They love them, right? <laughs> so uh, when, when we met and we were talking about this, I remember telling you that we, we had some sort of barter system that they, they had a, a set amount of time that they could 
enjoy some YouTube or some Netflix or something like that. But that if they wanted more time, that then they had certain categories of things that we expected from them in order to gain more time. And always keeping in mind that we had heard uh, an arbitrary number about two hours of maximum screen time during the day. So basically we gave them, okay, you, you only have one hour of screen time, but if you want more than that, for every minute that you spend reading, you, you'll earn a minute of screen time. Or for any minute you spend playing outside with your brother, you'll earn some X amount of screen time. And I think the, the going rate for the, for, for the, <laughs> the reading to YouTube ratio was uh, one, uh, half a minute for every minute reading or something like that. It sounds like this was a negotiation with your, uh, your kids, learning their little entrepreneurial spirit. Absolutely. That's amazing. They, yeah, we, I don't think we got to the complexity of them trading some of their minutes, but oh, yeah, that's 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 a that's to that's come. A, that's an evolution that we may be able to <laughs> <laughs> to consider. Let's hope they don't tune in and pick up on that hint. Oh yeah, yeah, we blocked at your channel by the way, at least for a month. <laughs> no, so so that's that's how we were handling it because we we wanted to keep some sort of control as to the amount of YouTube that they would that they would watch, especially YouTube, because the algorithm doesn't always, well, it doesn't know who's watching. It just knows people that watch this also like this. And these other programs are more likely to keep you watching. So I'll serve you that. And they, they would go down these rabbit holes where then YouTube would offer either commercials that were inappropriate for them or shows that were uh, beyond their maturity level and and that starts going into some dangerous territory sure so the way we're handling it now youtube is out of the question wow for, for regular consumption except for specific channels that we would uh, let them let them watch so i'll give you an example my my youngest one is a tenacious gamer and he'll work at a stage and try to beat it and try to get get all the coins and get all the live ups and all that good stuff and there are times that he doesn't know where to go to really complete all the three coins in super mario and he'll come and ask me daddy i need to figure out how to beat this boss can i go check on youtube see if there's an answer and he'll go in there he'll actually go find and watch a video that helps him go through the stage wow so that problem solving uh utilization of the youtube for me is amazing because that's how i use it yeah if i want better microphone sound for my podcast i go to youtube and i try to find okay what are the best microphones to use right what are the ones that are less expensive than those and you know or better lighting in the background exactly <laughs> right <laughs> so you know that's how i use it i use it as a tool and there is an infinity of information that is positive for them to consume so it's not a free roaming okay yeah go and enjoy youtube it has to be either for a purpose or if it's uh another example is during school hours so from you know before 3 30 in, in the afternoon there's no youtube 
except if they're on a lunch break and they want to watch Smarter Every Day, which is one of my favorite channels. Oh, I've never oh, even or, heard of that one. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. Really? Uh, it's he's an engineer uh, who works. He 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 approaches a question and then tries to use science to explain it. Uh, one of the latest episodes that they they did, they wanted they created a supersonic baseball launcher, and they go through the build, they go through the pressures, they go through the science of actually sending a baseball. Is that the younger guy that used to work at NASA? Is that the same guy? No, No, but that's the other channel that they can watch. That one is my favorite. That's uh, Mark Roper. Yes. Is is his name. He is phenomenal. Amazing. Amazing. That's the other channel that they can watch. You go to YouTube to watch Mark Roper, to watch Smarter Every Day. Uh, Oh, I got to check out Smarter Every Day. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a list, and that list continues to grow, and it's amazing because they advocate for some of the older channels that they used to watch. And they say, Papi, check this one out. It's educational. They talk about this. They talk about the other. And I sit with them, watch an episode. And yeah, it gets, yeah, perfect. So this is added to the list. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that helps a lot. So while we're on the topic, um, two questions for you. So one, so we talked about you can earn going outside or reading. What about stuff like, doing your dishes or, you know, stuff like that. Like, were there other ways to earn time? Doing dishes is a community activity. There's, there's in the house, we tell them, there's not a reward for picking up your room or for doing the dishes or picking up after yourself. That's expected. That is, that is part of the collective effort to keep a beautiful house and a clean house. So I like that. I, yeah. And that doesn't mean they don't ask me how much would you, how much, how much would it be for this? Because I, I <laughs> hire them sometimes to do work for me in the studio. Yep. If I have orders to package and you know, we need to uh, fold boxes or something like that. Well, that's extra, uh, extracurricular activity. That's something beyond. I can't right. force them. Uh, and it's, you know, I, I'll offer them. I say, I'll give you 50 cents for every box you, you fold, or I'll give you, this much while pay for the next season of uh the the game that they play yeah. on the xbox things like that but for shores uh no we're we're all expected to carry our weight i loved uh when we were talking you said chores but then also um uh, like kindness or chivalry or whatever was never uh, rewarded as well yes. that that is expected that you know doing something nice for your sibling or your parents you're supposed to do those things you know and it, it's yes. it's very nice that you did that and you went out of your way to do something special and that's good but there's no reward you know the reward is the fulfilling internal that's what you should be doing as yep. a young you know gentleman or you know daughter in my case um i i i loved that approach as well thank you and and that came out of a i think i was reading something it it talked about decoupling reward with uh generosity or the reward from being uh giving or being kind to other people because you want to make sure that people don't act in a benevolent way just because what they can get out of it right because that opens the door to uh, manipulation and and coercion all all these 
difficult things that you don't want to encourage. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's no compensation for sharing your candy with someone or yeah. for helping someone uh, do something difficult because they need help. Well, help them out. Yeah. And, and that's it. Your reward is that you brought joy to that individual. Yeah. And there's, and you, I'm sure you guys know, there's great satisfaction in seeing and knowing that you made a difference in someone. Right. And the more you attune your palate to savor that satisfaction of being generous and being kind, the, the, the better that you'll be in the future. One of my favorite sayings that I use personally or at work pretty regularly is you can't boil the entire ocean, so just take one pot at a time. And what you were saying reminded me of some parents, I think, get so stressed because there's so many things that they want to improve about their kid or about the way they parent. And one of the advices that I say is just pick one and, and baby yeah. steps. And, you know, if you try to, again, boil the whole ocean, you, you'll probably fail. But if, if you just take baby steps and improve things, and what you were saying reminded me of when my daughter was younger... I really tried to focus on manners and please and thank you. And so with screen time, as an example, if she ever said, you know, right now she goes, cartoons, cartoons, cartoons. If she asked that way, then cartoons are now yeah. off the table. Like that is never yeah. going to happen the way you ask. And yeah. so she's now starting to understand that if she comes up and says cartoons, please, um, you know, that's the nice way to ask. And more often than not, she's going to get it. And so now I'm just starting to layer on the next pot, so to speak, is when you ask nice, now it's not guaranteed. You know, it's, it's great that you asked nice and you asked appropriately, but now I'm starting to kind of introduce the effect of, you could say, daddy, can I watch cartoons, please? And I could say, you asked that so nice. Thank you. Not right now because we're doing X, Y, and Z right now, but you asked very well and I really appreciate that. And it's funny, you could see her like then start to lose it and go, but I asked nicely. And, and so it's, again, you have to layer these things. You can't expect yeah. that they're going to get it right away. So I started with just the please and thank you. And we started off with, if you asked nice, you were almost guaranteed to kind of get it. But now we're starting to introduce the fact that you may ask nice, but you may not get it, you know. That's wise. That, that's a wise way to approach it. And we earlier we were talking about the, the imperfection that comes with parenting. There's not a perfect parent out there. No. Despite what you may see on Instagram or Pinterest or what you see in your favorite TikTok. YouTube family in TikTok. <laughs> I've seen some people in TikTok I admire. <laughs> and, but it's there's there's a there's a gritty be, uh, behind the scenes. There's an aspect behind the curtains that is imperfect mm -hmm. and it's in constant flux and it is important that people recognize that is part of it. The, my kids are not perfect and right. my way of dealing with them isn't perfect, but we move in the direction of perfection right. as we continue to layer those different things uh, and those opportunities for, for teaching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do have to argue with you though. Zach is a pretty perfect father. I mean, I, I've been watching him on TikTok and he, he sounds pretty close to perfect uh, at this point. Zach, do you agree? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we can't all be like me, but um, <laughs> no, I'm definitely <laughs> perfect. It's, it's so easy to look perfect on screen whenever you know what you're going to be posting and know what people are going to be able to see. Exactly. <laughs> But honestly, you hit the nail on the head that that's, to be honest, one of the reasons why Zach and I wanted to start this podcast is let's embrace the imperfection of fathers. We, we're, no one is perfect and we are not. And if there's an opportunity to learn from each other even a little bit, uh, I, I think that's awesome. Question for both of you. When we talk about screen time and you brought up video games, how does that fit into the mix? Like, is, is that, do you consider all media like social media, YouTube, video games, all part of that screen category? We, we call it screen time. So that's how we refer to it. And the video games, they're different in, 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 in a sense, because for example, we talked about the tenacity of, of my child trying to beat the, the boss or trying to collect all these different things there is a development happening there. There is a motor skill that is developing. Now you don't need four hours of motor skill development in Xbox to, to get ahead, spending 30 minutes here, an hour tops. And ever since we've been separate from, from our friends, our kids are, are going to school here. So they're doing virtual school. Now we've been forced to look at screen time from a different point of view because their entire education day is screen time and if we were to say oh no you're limited to two hours then there went the two hours right right so we we've had to we've had to change how we deal with it i am very pleased at how we've been able to adjust because they go and and do their classes and whenever it's their lunch time they can watch an education uh program that we were talking about Another thing that I don't want to forget, I try to pay attention to what they're studying in the various classes. And there's a YouTube channel called Can Academy. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have heard and, of it. Yeah. The, the story behind this, <coughs> excuse me, the gentleman's last name is Ken. And he started creating some videos for his nephews as almost like a tutoring kind of uh, effort. So he started creating these these videos, very simple. It's it's a, a black screen with colored markers, and you never see him. All you see is his writings. But he explains different concepts of math, for example, for his nephews. And the way it evolved is they were so helpful, and people started asking, "Well, can you can you discuss uh, exponential equations? And can you?" Can you talk about this? And the demand was so much for this man to create content that now Khan Academy is a giant thing, still the same concept, but if you, any ma mathematical concept or you know, he's expanded to other subjects, you can find answers there. So there have been times where my kids have been having trouble with uh, long division, for example. And when lunchtime comes and they wanna watch something, I'll go in and I say, well, let's watch this. And I'll go find the episode of Khan Academy where he's discussing that. That's and awesome. It's not, it's not me telling them how to do it. It's like this, this guy is the best at explaining these complex con uh, concepts yeah. in a very methodical way that's easy to remember. And, you know, that's, that's been 
the way that that we handle that. It's it's funny. I didn't even think about screen time in the COVID world of again their their classes or screen time. But even you know now that I think about it, there are high schools and grade schools across the you know country that are one hundred percent tablet based now. Like they don't have textbooks. And so you're right, like screen time almost as a definition is evolving so much that students are, at my old high school, they are 100% paper-free, every book is tablet-based. And so they're on a screen, quote-unquote, the entire school day. Um, so I never thought about that, but but you're right, the, the kind of evolution of screen time has uh, has changed quite a bit. So I wanted to give uh, just some pointers for me personally that I've found really helpful. And then I wanted to open it up to um, uh, to you guys, especially Zach. Um, I haven't heard, uh, you know, kind of your approach uh, yet. But for me, there was a couple bullets that I wanted to share that I found really helpful. Let me start and preface by saying prior to having kids, I was all about being super disciplined when it came to screen time. For example, I had a cousin that their only screen time that they were allowed was on weekends and only in Spanish because they wanted their children to learn a foreign language. And so that was their kind of reward of you can get screen time and you can watch the movies as long as you're watching it in Spanish. And then no matter what you're watching, it is an educational experience and opportunity for you. I thought that was pretty cool. I probably wasn't going to go that extreme, especially because I don't speak another language. So it would be hard for me to, you know, really get a grasp of exactly what they're watching. But that type of approach of really being disciplined in the screen time was kind of my approach. And when you have a kid, it's just, man, things change and it, it is hard. And again, we're not perfect. And especially with COVID, I was working from home full time. My wife was working from home full time. So... Sometimes the babysitter was YouTube, unfortunately, and I almost hate to admit it, but that was the reality that we were living in, in that if I had a conference call, my wife had a conference call, we didn't have an option other than, okay, here's a cartoon to kind of keep you satisfied for a little while so we can have this, you know, this call. Um, so here was a couple bullets that I kind of put together for this discussion. One thing that I found now that my daughter is getting um, to two, two and a half at this point... She, growing up, really loved shorter YouTube videos. Like, she loves, I don't know if you've heard of Baby John or Super JoJo. Some of these fun. And they were great. Very, I, I think she learned a lot of her alphabet and counting from some of these short, fun, interactive kind of kids shows. But what I started to notice as she got older was she could just watch one after the other. They were short clips. And so she would just be zoned in on the show and then when you would go to turn it off because it would just be on like repeat song after song after song she would get really upset when she was getting more and more into it and then you would turn off the tv but what i started noticing now is movies she actually disconnects herself which i found really interesting so putting on a movie she'll watch it for a little bit and then just get distracted and go play with something else because it's a longer narrative as opposed to these super stimulated songs one after another. So that's what we've been starting to do more is like pop on a movie, she'll watch it a little bit and then she just on her own starts playing with her toys and stuff like that. So we've been starting to steer away from some of those uh, kind of shorter clips. 
Um, we talked about we never let her if she asks inappropriately or aggressively or not saying please or thank you, we we avoid it. We're also starting to another tip that I um, have been trying to implement is avoid routines as much as you can. We started to get into the routine of, okay, during breakfast, we turn this on. And then when we come home from work, we put on a, you know, cartoon for her as we're, you know, getting undressed and, you know, changing from work. But we started noticing then that those routines really became a big part of her life. And, and if the routine was broken, like if we didn't put a cartoon on during breakfast time, when we were getting ready, she would flip out. And so we're now starting to kind of break those routines. Cause we didn't want her reliant on breakfast equals cartoons or getting home from work equals cartoons. Um, it, we wanted to try to change it up. So we start to change the times of day. Um, it's harder, definitely on weekends, it's easier uh, to kind of switch it up. But that's my recommendation is try to avoid those things a little bit because I could see them getting kind of sticklers in uh, their ways. And then the last thing, well, this has been a common theme for this um, episode, but Trust your judgment. Parents that are out there, you're going to read articles and start getting down on yourself. Anytime I read one of these articles, even starting off this podcast, reading that stuff out loud, like I felt guilty. And you're going to read some science and facts and warnings on, you know, how it's going to mush your, turn your child's brain into mush or whatever. Please don't panic. You know, like as long as you're trying to do better and improve, learn from other parents. Sometimes, Talking to other parents, like my conversations with, you know, Juan and hopefully you guys listening to this podcast, um, I think you'll learn a lot more than doing your research online because I think you'll start to get down on yourselves and, and stress out. So those were my minor bullets that I wanted to throw out there. Zach, any thoughts on either those or anything you wanted to add? Yeah, absolutely. There was a, an article I came across. Um, it was based on a, a Dr. Jordan Shapiro was his name. And he was actually talking about like the brain turning to mush, but it wasn't, it wasn't a negative way. It was a kind of an enlightening way of everybody who is saying those things is just saying them based on what they were taught whenever they were kids. And it, it's not necessarily something they can entirely back up, but it's something that they were taught themselves. And he was saying, don't like completely um, em not embrace, but don't completely rely on screen time, but don't be scared of it. it. It's not a terrible thing. There is definitely elements of my daughter's education that I'm like, well, I didn't teach her that. <laughs> you know, So uh, <laughs> it must have come from some of these cartoons. So I, I agree. I think there is some value there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of words that Emery has picked up on, and even she's really progressed conversationally-wise uh, throughout all of quarantine. And I, I think a lot of it actually has come from watching videos. And I will go back to what you said about the whole short clips and movie scenario. Emery's the same way. Uh, she will watch a short clip and go to the next one and go to the next one. Press that little skip button that she likes to <laughs> do as well. And um, But if we turn on uh, Frozen, the only parts she will really watch are the singing parts. And whenever the regular scenes are on, she'll go into another room and start playing. And then a song will come on. She'll run back in and sing the song with it. And then 
and then after the song's over, she'll go back on her way. So, I mean, That's awesome. same experiences here. And um, I do want to go ahead and uh, go based on a personal experience myself. Um, so back in college, I was waiting on tables and I would just get so judgmental of families that would give their kids an iPad or a tablet at the dinner table. And like, I would, I would always tell the other servers and just be like, I would never do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be that kind of parent. Well, I will 100% say that that's one of those moments that, um, you can't make those kind of judgments unless you've been in their shoes. <laughs> so, um, so not saying that every time we go out to a restaurant, Emory gets a phone or anything like that. But what we try to do is we go into the restaurant with our own little color pad and color pencils or crayons because it's not guaranteed that that restaurant's going to have those things, especially with COVID because for some reason crayons can be on or COVID can be on crayons and we don't want to give them to the kids. But, um, we, we go in there with our own stuff and we try to entertain her as much as we can before the food gets there so that she can just have her meal with us. And we use the phone as an absolute last resort. Yeah. I wanted to, to share something about like restaurants and when there's company, one thing that we've been, working with with the with the kids is when there are other children to interact with no screen time whatsoever because you you would have the comfort of okay they're carrying around their ipad or they there's something on the on the tv that they want to watch but there's an opportunity there and of course now with the separation during the pandemic it's not that doesn't quite apply but to keep this in mind whenever children you know families are coming together again if there are other kids to play with it's time to play with the other kids or have conversations with them or fight with them whatever it is right but there's another individual opposite to you that's who the priority of attention goes to them that's a good if point they, in the day if they go away or, or something yeah maybe you can have some screen time the other thing i, I wanted to mention it was about that short attention span this is not happening just to kids. This is happening to adults as well. And this is something that I have been concerned about. And I started doing some, uh, you know, just basic research about it. And, and, it, and it is a result of our quick bite consumption of media. Uh, you guys are familiar with TikTok. That is one little thing after the other. You keep on watching little clip after little clip. And your attention span becomes attuned to that short bite size thing. So here's one, here's how we have dealt with it. And, and I hope that it's helpful to you or, or other people. We noticed that our kids didn't want to read for more than five minutes. And to us, that was a problem because I've never read a book that can be read in five minutes. Any meaningful book that we've ever spent time with, it'll require hours of sitting down and paying attention to this, uh, to the pages. So because we want to become better readers and we want to incorporate reading into our uh, lifestyle and we want to model that behavior for the children, we actually set a schedule. We 
I'll describe it really quick. We have anchors within our schedule. So these are set things that we do at set time. So dinners at six, showers at seven, uh, read, uh, screens out at eight, reading at 8.30 and things like that. So 8.30 o'clock, I mean, 8.30. 8.30 o'clock would have been proper uh, in the 1900s. I didn't know that. You. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> uh, so 8.30 is it's, it's reading time. And I've programmed our digital assistants, which are also part of our digital lifestyle. They ask her question. Well, I got mine muted. So I, they ask Alexa questions. Alexa, how do you spell this? Alexa, how many miles from here to Jupiter? Alexa, how many this or the other? So that digital interaction is is one that it's encouraged. Except when they're taking tests, it's like, okay, don't be asking the, the Alexa for your <laughs> for your answers. But at eight thirty, we would sit down and read, and this is a habit that we we fluctuate in. There are weeks that we are at eight thirty there. And we read for 30 minutes every single night, except when we do things like this, we have something special or something's happened. Well, we can skip it, but 8.30 is reading time. The first few days, by 10 minutes, they're like, okay, how many more minutes do we have left? Alexa, how many more time? How many more minutes left on our timer? And it's like, listen, just relax. This is time to read. We're reading, you're reading. What we've noticed now, it's 8.30, it's time to read. I've programmed Alexa to tell us, okay, go grab your book. It's reading time. We all sit down, start reading. And now their stamina is way longer. Now 20 minutes go by, 25 minutes go by. And then they're like, okay, are we done? So that's one way in which we've lengthened their attention span when it comes to sitting down and reading. For movies, we have movie nights every Saturday. So for, for this whole year, uh, at least, every Saturday night, we, we watch a movie together. And it doesn't matter what anybody is, how anybody feels or anything. Like, this is, it's our commitment. We have movie night. And once it becomes routine, they don't question it. At first, they, they were like, oh, but tonight's the launch of Fortnite season, right. whatever. Right. Oh, I can't. It's like, okay, well, let's negotiate. We'll have movie night tomorrow because you have your event, but it's tomorrow. We don't question it. Okay. And then tomorrow we have movie night, but there's an expectation. And now the kids can sit through a two hour movie and watch it. But at first they were, they had ants in their pants. Like they say. That's great. That's really so, interesting. So that's helped us a lot because we were worried about that. We don't want their consumption of, of media to, uh, really alter how able they are to sit down and read or sit down and enjoy a, a feature-length movie. One of the things that I do worry about is that I think there is so much that you learn as a kid and adults, I see issues with face-to-face -face communication. And I think with social media, with screen time, with video games, one of the concerns that I have as a society, let alone kids, is the empathy that you get. And there was a comedian that did a bit on cyberbullying and said that when you text another kid and you say, 
haha, you're fat and you have all your friends around you, they all laugh and go, oh my God, I can't believe you sent that. And I go, I know, right? And it's funny and it's positive and it's enjoyable, but you're not seeing that person that's getting that text on the other end versus if if I was to come up to you face to face and say, hey, Juan, you're fat. And then I see your face get sad. I immediately go, ooh, I did something wrong. And, and, and I could see and I could feel that empathy and I do think like video gaming and stuff, and I see adults doing this, that they trash talk and stuff. And sometimes it gets a little out of hand and it's fun when you're not seeing that other person. But when you get that face-to-face opportunity, you know, I do think that changes. So I couldn't agree with you more. When there is face-to-face opportunity, that should always be the priority. You know, if you have the opportunity to get out there and go to a park and even like if there are other kids at the park, I try to get my, you know, my daughter to like, I step back and I try to get her to interact and and play with the other kids, even if it's kids that she hasn't met yet. Because that face-to-face and the empathy that you learn from working with, you know, and playing with other kids, I, I think is so important. Um, so I just wanted to add that because you, you kind of uh, inspired me to talk about that. Thank you. Anything else on screen time? Not for me. All right. So uh, we're going to skip ahead to the Dynasty of Dads Joke of the Week. So again, uh, as a reminder, we will pick a corny, ridiculous, stupid uh, dad joke. I will start. So uh, gentlemen... What is the difference between a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a well-dressed man on a unicycle? Once again, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a well-dressed man on a unicycle? I'm not sure. A tire. A tire? Come on. That's good. No? All right. All right. Uh, who's up next? Uh, do you want to uh, do the honors, Juan? Sure. Um, in, in honor of the expanding audience that you have and seeing your uh, your Mapa Mundi behind you, <laughs> I, I had a question first just to make sure. Like, do they allow laughing in Hawaii or just aloha? Oh, I like it. <laughs> that was a good one. I like it. All right, Zach. All right, mine is why do eggs not tell jokes? Why do eggs not tell jokes? I don't know. They'd crack each other up. <laughs> I like it. All right, so uh, if you're in the chat right now, you get to vote uh, which one uh, your favorite was. I think we got three really good contenders this week. Um, but uh, we're running a little bit late, so while I, I know there's a little bit of a delay on YouTube, so we'll let you guys uh, vote. But uh, once again, that was the Dynasty of Dads joke of the week. Uh, so let's uh, kind of wrap things up uh, here. One most important is uh, for those of us that are listening, where can people find you? If they- All right. So if, you, if you're interested in, in learning more about what it is to be an upright man in the 21st century, head over to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. And you can find me on social media by the handle at thegentsbro. 
So it's abbreviated at the gents bro. And that's where, that's where you can find me. And if there's any way that I can be of service, I'll be, I'll be glad to help. And uh, how often do you do the podcast? How often does that come out? Uh, I've been doing it for weekly, basically. Great. Uh, I've had to skip it because of family issues. So, you know, at least every other week there is a, there's a new episode there. But the, the goal is to have a weekly episode. Great. And Zach, how about you? If people want some more Zach, where can they find you? Uh, right now I'm only on TikTok, <laughs> so you can uh, find me at Zach and Emery, at Z-A-C-K and E-M-E-R-Y. All right, awesome. And I am uh, Bearded Brian, probably the most popular places uh, to find me on TikTok, Bearded underscore Brian, if you want to uh, check that out. But most importantly, please make sure if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. If you are listening to this on the podcast platform of your choosing, any follows and reviews, uh, Apple Podcasts is great. Write a review on there. It means a lot. And make sure you follow uh, so you get every episode. As a reminder, we are every Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern, you uh, can find the Dynasty of Dads podcast. And then probably the next morning, you'll find it on uh, the podcast platform of your choosing if you want to watch, uh, listen to the audio. But uh, Juan, Zach, thank you guys so much. I had a blast tonight. I hope you guys did as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. It's nice meeting you, Juan. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a great evening, and we will catch you next time.